Hey everybody, this is Trish Jones and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kingdom Switch Podcast. And uh, today I'm recording live because I have a very special guest with me today. And uh, Kingdom Switch, for those of you who may never have seen the show before, is about us dissecting Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these other things will be given to us besides. So today I am joined by Susan Fleming Spissman, and Susan is going to share with us how she went from a kind of religious mindset, as it were, to having freedom in Christ and having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want you all to give a big virtual welcome to Susan. <laughs> hey. Hey, everybody. So excited to be here. Excellent. Excellent. So Susan, I want to uh, tell everybody, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but I thought about this and I thought, I'm going to say it. The first okay. time we met and I spoke to you, you made uh -huh. me cry. <laughs> she did she literally susan literally made me cry the first time i uh, met her and it was it was a nice cry though it was mm -hmm. when you shared your story about this very thing that we're talking about today about moving from religion into having a relationship with christ and it was mm -hmm. just the sweetest thing so i am gonna shut up and let you tell us <laughs> how you got to this place where you're not doing the religious routine daily where you're having that rich experience with Christ. Yeah, it's been a journey. I wouldn't say I'm, I've arrived or anything like that. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> right. Always in process for yeah. sure. Amen. Um, but you know, as, as God does, he uses everything that we go through, whether mm. it's, um, things we, you know, bad choices we made ourselves or things that happened to us out of our control. He uses all of it. And so um, I don't, honestly, I don't remember exactly what part I shared with you that day. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the journey has been, you know, I was really just so rooted in this performance, religious mindset of mm. feeling like I had to do things to earn God's love. And it was, you know, right after I, I moved into the online space. So I'm, I'm a licensed therapist. I've been mm -hmm. doing that um, for eight years now. And, but after about five, he redirected me into, into coaching online. And it was during that first year that I just, I hit a wall. I mean, just absolute <laughs> burnout, like classic textbook burnout. Wow. Um, all the physical symptoms, like all the anxiety, depression, not sleeping, um, you know, just gut issues all the time, like all the physical stuff, um, really just adrenal fatigue. Like I was going and going and going and it was all from this place of, you know, good intention, mm. wanting to do what I thought the Lord was calling me to do. Mm. And, um, yeah, when I finally just came to the end of me and had to, <laughs> I mean, I don't know another way to say it. It was, it was something had to change or I was physically not going to be able to continue. Wow. My, my body was just done. Hmm. And, you know, the thing about it is being a, a perfectionist, we hide it very well. So Indeed. nobody knew what was going on. You know, I could still show up in front of people and look like I had it all together. Yeah. And just that striving for approval, and right? I wanted approval. I wanted, 
I wanted people to like me. I wanted God to like me. <laughs> you know, I had, it sounds so funny, but really I, I had grown up in church. And so I knew God loved me, but I really didn't believe that he liked me. And I, yeah. I thought that I, 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 I had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I had to do all these things to keep him pleased with me. She's doing so it again, it was... you see. She's about to make me cry again. She's doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so just in that, that I mean, physically at the point of I can't continue, mm. the Lord invited me into his rest. And for a time, that was physical rest. And then he moved me into deeper revelation of what his rest really is and what it looks like to live from that place so that you're still doing all the activities you need to do, mm. but you're doing it from your position in him using his strength and being one with him. And so now Man, I, I work less hours than I've ever worked, and I get more done than I've ever got done. Wow. Like, it doesn't logically yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, the Bible does say he gives his beloved rest, and we think of it as just sleeping mm. rest. And yeah. um, I know yeah. that you talk a lot, Susan, about, um, uh, um, is it working from rest? you use that term? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I've written an article, you see, and I've got to be careful that I don't model mine up with yours. But <laughs> I wrote an article a few years ago, and it was um, rest before work. And mm. uh, that Adam was actually born uh, or created on the sixth day, and he was born into the rest of God. The first day, yeah. the, the, the last day of God was God resting, and that was the first day, full day for Adam. And yet we kind of tend to think that we've got to work, work, work. And um, yeah. so talk a little bit about that rest that you, that you experienced. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, it's, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's, it's not a, in the beginning, it was, I had to be very intentional about um, bringing my awareness to my position in him. So, you know, the Bible says repeatedly that we are one with him. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, you know, I want them to be one with us. Like I am one with you. I want them to be with me. And he talks yeah. about how I am in you and you are in me and we're in the father and the father is in us. And so there was a period of time, maybe six months or so, where I that that was what was continually going through my head just that that phrasing there i am in you you are in me we are in the father the father's in us and i'm always about my father's business like that was yeah. something that i kept front of mind pretty much 24 7 just reminding myself of where i was so that i would operate from that place so in working from rest, like I said, you can just, you still do all the activities. I'm still doing work, but it's from that just assurance of, you know, he's promised to bring the results. He said, I'm responsible for you. And so living out of that promise of he's going to take care of me. So I'm going to do my part. But it's not up to me to bring in any of the fruit, right? He produces yeah. the fruit in yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So that whole vine and branch thing going on where yeah. it's it's really the vine. It's him that's producing the fruit. And I'm just the conduit of that. Amen. The ambassador. Yeah. You, you, you talk about rest. And, and as I said, I've mentioned... I've, written an article actually some time ago about resting before work but something that somebody said to me a long time ago that really hit me and changed my whole perspective on repentance right now religiously I thought repentance 
and this does relate to rest. Uh, I thought repentance was getting on my knees until they're sore and telling God I'm so sorry. And I read a book some years ago, and I'm not going to mention the name of the book because I don't want people to say, I read that book and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing inherently wrong with the book, apart from the fact that this person tells you to think of all the things that you may have said wrong today and yesterday and the week before and the year before and the year before that, and you bring them all to God. And I used to say to God, God, where am I going to get time to actually even talk to you because all I'm doing is bringing up all of the things that I've done wrong over the years. And and so during the day, I'm then conscious, did you say so-and-so to somebody and you shouldn't have said it that way or, or whatever? And I, as I said, listening to this person recently, and I realized, well, this was about two years ago, actually. Repentance is about when we try to do things in our own strength our own way or more importantly that we are not conscious that the Holy Spirit is with us helping us along the way with everything we do and when I saw repentance from listen I'm a repenter now yeah (laughs) (laughs) right I'm repenting all the time now even today I was doing something and I went ah I said I was getting a bit stressed and I went you know why that is Mm. because you are not acknowledging The fact that, number one, this isn't about you. And number two, you are not acknowledging that the Holy Spirit is with you, helping Mm. you in what you're doing. Mm. You've not invited invited him in. Um, So, you know, what's... Yeah, go for it. You got anything to say? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Um, it's that religion right? That religious mindset that says, focus on your sin. Mm. Mm. And God says, you are my righteousness. Focus on that. That's who you are. I can't tell you, this is probably going to upset a lot of people, but I can tell you the (laughs) last time I actually prayed, Lord, forgive me for X, Y, Z. Right. Like it right. it totally revolutionized how I pray, mm-hmm. how I see myself. Like that oh, that's a huge key right there. If you can shift into a righteousness consciousness, right? Bringing your awareness to this is who God says I am. Yeah. And not only that, but it's who I I say I am yeah. right. There's a piece there that people miss and they'll start with, well, God says I am this. And then they stop right there. You well, have what to does that it. mean to you? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah you have yeah, to accept have that to for yourself. Yeah. You have to believe that yeah. for yourself, that this is who I am because I can go tell whoever all day long. Well, God says that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But if they don't believe it, nothing in them is going to change. And that's the same as uh, um, when we were growing up. Well, I say when we were growing up. In fact, when we were growing up as well, the Bible says, instead of saying it as though it is, um, you believe what the Bible says. You're not just quoting it for the sake of quoting it. You believe. Um, And so, like you said, when I say I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, I have to remind myself that when God is looking at me, he's not looking at me raw because, man, if he did, if he looked at me without that filter of Jesus Christ, I I wouldn't even want to see what he sees. But he sees me through Christ. And so, therefore, as um, I was reading Benny Hinn's uh, Bible the other day, he's got a healing Bible. And there was an article in there uh, from uh, Spurgeon. And he was saying, you know, all the times that you've not been obedient, Jesus was obedient to the Father. And so therefore he took on your disobedience. And mm. and let me just say this, because I know people misunderstand very often, especially when I start talking about grace. Uh, there is this thing that, you know, uh, grace is a license to sin. No, it's not. Grace is an empowerment for you not to sin. And if you've yeah. all got children and you see that when you, Uh, um, elevate your children and when you praise them they want to do more of what you've praised them for right not more of the things that you 
scold them for, right? And um, and it, it's the same with God. He loves when we recognize that it's not us. It's not because of us. And so if I make a mistake for me, uh, um, Susan, when I mess up, I'll say, God, I messed up there, didn't I? I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z. Um, because, you know, I remember saying to Chris one day that if I accidentally step on his toe, step on Chris's toe, I know I will say sorry, even though he knows, even though he's not holding it against yeah. me. And so for me, I'll say, God, I shouldn't have done X, Y, Z, should I? And uh, and I do say, Lord, I do for me personally say, Lord, forgive me, but I am not asking him to forgive me, if that makes sense, because I know I'm forgiven. It's my way of saying, I'm sorry, you know, I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I should have known better in some circumstances. And in other cases, I'll say, God, next time I will do X, Y, Z. And it's that kind of mm. ah, running on the beach relationship. That's all I can think of. Running mm. on the beach relationship where it's like, I, 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 you know, people sing that song, you know, Jesus, will you ever leave me? No, he's never going to leave you. You want to run off sometimes. You want to <laughs> go and do your own thing. And he's always beckoning you to come back. And that's yeah. the kind of relationship where he is with you 24-7 and it's being conscious of that. Yeah, yeah. It's that, yeah, just bringing that awareness. Because God hasn't left. Right, God God didn't go anywhere. He didn't when the fall happened, God didn't turn from Adam. No. Adam turned from him. Right. And he's been continually, you know, wanting to restore that relationship. But even when we talk about restoration, again, it's not that we're trying to get him to turn back to us. He never turned away. Absolutely. We, we turned our back and now we've got to turn back and say, Lord, I want to live this life with you, knowing you won't ever leave me and you never have. Absolutely. Right. And just yeah. that for me, it's just bringing a conscious awareness to my position and, um, yeah, just that, that oneness that we have with him mm -hmm. and knowing that there's there's literally nothing i can do to mess that up wow say that again <laughs> there is literally nothing that you can do to mess that up wow i'm gonna elaborate on something on yeah. what you just said there um, because I know people will probably think but yes you can again something that I've had to learn is that when we sin when we sin there is a chasm that is built between us and God but it's not a chasm that God created it's our mind saying we know that we've done something wrong and so we run away from God. We don't want to come to him because it's like, wow, God, I messed up. And so therefore I can't, I can't come back. And that's where it creates a, an issue with us and God. It's not because God has left, as you said, it's because we're mindful that we've made a mistake. And in saying that, my gosh, we've made a mistake. I, I'm telling you, I went through, uh, um, talking about performance when I was a young Christian, if I messed up, my goodness me, I would keep reminding God of my sin over and over the fact that I made a mistake, right? And then I realized that I don't have to do that. And if I make a mistake now, right, if I mess up in any way, I would just keep saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, I live and I move and I have my being. And I'm telling mm. you what, that brings me back to a place where I feel one with God again, more so yeah. than it did when I just kept focusing on my sin, my sin, mm -hmm. my sin, because yeah. my sin was nailed to the cross. Yeah. And if I believe that, you know, there are people that think that it is a license to sin when we talk about grace, but I believe that if we spoke about grace, 
and the love of God and the fact that, as you say, there's nothing we can do to make God love us even more. I believe that if we came from that perspective, let me tell you, heaven, if it's possible, and I know it's not, so I'm just saying that figuratively speaking for those who say, she just said, <laughs> heaven, <laughs> heaven would be overpopulated. Mm. We wouldn't have this competition that we have with man now, who's got the most power, and, uh, you know, I want that power. Uh, um, I want to, I want to, um, I want to take over your mind. You know, I want to have more money than you. I want to have a better car than you. There wouldn't be that competition. There wouldn't be, there wouldn't be that. Yeah. But before we, before we go on, cause I've written a couple of things down here, Susan, I, if you mm -hmm. don't mind, if you don't mind, tell me about one of your journeys that you've had with Jesus when you've gone into that time of prayer you describe your prayer time mm. as like being a child before god tell us about mm. one of those journeys that you've gone on yeah and, and and everybody be careful when you see me start going green right i'll, I'll admit <laughs> i'll admit it now <laughs> oh it's just mm. Mm. um you know, every day is different. Every day is different. And this is one of the things that I just love that Jesus is so adventurous mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so fun and so funny. Like he's just a prankster. And I think people don't have that view of him yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so much fun. And so every day I start my day with him and I, I, I go into this place with him where um, we start in the same place every day. And it's where we meet together and it's... Um, It's just peace and it's just his presence. And when you're in the presence, there's suddenly no questions to ask. Wow. wow. And no problems to talk about. <laughs> um, it's just such a place of peace that... just feeling that that rest with him so when i go there i'm 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 just like a kid mm -hmm. what do, what do you want to do today mm -hmm. what do you want to do mm -hmm. today and um with no expectation just leaving it open to whatever he wants to do and sometimes we talk about things and um but most of the time we just go different places and we may go into space or we may go, I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> we may fly through the cosmos. We may go visit somebody in another part of the world. Um, sometimes, you know, early on of this journey, there were things that still needed to be healed in me. And so he would take me back to memories and show me where he was during those times when I thought he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And that is so healing <laughs> because you realize, hmm. What I realized was I was holding accusation against God. And I was saying, you weren't with me. You left me. Mm. And so to go back into those memories and see exactly where he was, it just repairs everything immediately. It's, it's mm. the craziest thing. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but there's suddenly such a feeling of wholeness that I could then just let that memory go. 
and so he has he has transformed my memories <laughs> right like we can't um we 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 say we can't go back in time and change things mm-hmm. but that is going back in time and changing things because i am then able to look at the other person that was in the situation and see them the way that God sees them. Oh, preach to me, sister. (laughs) And that changes things. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I just want to interject there. I went through a situation where a good number of people really upset me over the years. Yeah. And I remember being in the bathroom one day and God said to me, I want you to pray for, and he um, mentioned these particular names. Actually, no, let me go back a little bit. One evening in bed, God told me to pray for all the people who had hurt me. And he, the list just kept coming. And practically all night I was praying. Yeah. And, uh, and then the next day, one of the superintendents from the um, uh, church that I go to, one of the... Uh, senior superintendents came to our church and he was preaching and he was talking about um, when the disciples had to shake the dust off their feet and without going into the sermon he was saying that this is what we need to do with the hurts right well I'd been up praying practically all night about these people who had hurt me and at one point actually when I was praying I heard John Bevere say this lately and it was so refreshing I'm like okay I'm not alone I heard the Holy Spirit say pray like you mean it Right. So, so anyway, I get into church and John Glass, it was, preached this message. And he said that I'm going to invite you to the front. And um, literally, we are going to spiritually wipe the dust off your feet of all of those people that have upset you, hurt you, etc., uh, etc. Et and I stood there and I'm like this. And I said, Lord, I've already done my forgiveness last night. And so thank you. I'm okay. I don't need to go to the front. And with that, I heard this isn't a matter of forgiveness. This is a matter of obedience. And then John Glass says exactly the same thing. This isn't a matter of forgiveness. This is a matter of obedience. Just ask me whether I didn't run to the front. Okay. Um, So that was at that time. And sometimes if we're not careful, we go on and we forget certain things. So one day I'm in the bathroom now and uh, somebody else had upset me and I was I was really upset and I was telling God how I felt and then he told me to pray for them right and reminded me of how he'd gone through this process with me once before and it suddenly hit me in that moment that when I pray for them and I said to him I said God is this the reason that you tell us to pray for those who despitefully use you and he said yes because mm. when you pray for them you see them the way that I see them You see, somebody could have a malicious spirit on them, but we have to detach the malicious spirit from the person. And that's what we were not very good at. Yeah. Hmm. We kind of say, you Hmm. did this, you said that, and we've got to be able to detach the spirit that's operating in them from the person. And and that's not to say, by the way, that people aren't malicious, but we have to understand that it's not... It, it, it's it's a spirit within them and the fruit of that spirit is being manifest yeah mm. Mm. yeah yeah i think about um one of the things that we're taught you know that psychology teaches or you know my training mm-hmm. would say you know when um when you're dealing with kids you have to separate the person from the behavior. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. And I, I would have to teach these parents, don't look at the behavior. Don't look at what your kid is yeah. doing. Yeah. Talk to the person you know he is. Yeah. Right. And that's, I feel like that's, that's what God says to us, right? Yeah. For us to see that person as God sees them, as heaven sees them, right? God will always address us as he sees us, mm-hmm. not our current circumstance, not our behavior, not the things we've done. Yeah. 
to mess up, right? But he, I think about Gideon, right? Where the angel comes in and calls him a valiant warrior. Mm. And he's hiding out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. It totally doesn't fit the circumstance. And he even says, why do you speak to me this way? Yeah. You know, because he didn't see himself that way. And he named all the reasons why that's not who he was, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and God just keeps reminding us, this is who you are. Yeah. And it goes back to, again, just bringing that awareness to, you know, it's our own mind. Like you were talking about that chasm that's in our head, mm-hmm. right? That's us. We create mm-hmm. that separation it's not really there right and we create the persona of who we think we are but is that really who you are right and we do that for other people as well we do we label them and we say things about them yeah that may not be true and god just wants to keep bringing our awareness back to that's not who they are yeah And that's one of the biggest shifts I've had in my relationships when God started showing me how to address the person spirit to spirit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not soul to soul. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, that was, that's huge. When you speak to the other person as who you see that they are in spirit. Mm. Wow. So again, just, just like God does, not looking at the circumstance, not yeah. looking at their behavior, not even responding to maybe what's coming right out of their mouth at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's but saying, sorry, go on. that's go on. not who you are. Yeah. That's interesting, Susan, because uh, I, I think it was in text the other evening, you and I were talking back and forth. And I said that, you know, I've had people say to me, you know, why do you let people speak to you like that? And I'm, you know, I'm just going to say I'm mouthy, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but I've had to learn when to not be mouthy. And in particular, if I see somebody and I know that you will say something, but you can't take it, trust me, my lips are sealed because I know the minute I open my mouth and say what I really want to say, I can actually destroy somebody. And mm. so I know that I have to, therefore, let them chuck all the dirt at me. You know, and then I just go to Jesus and I just say, you know, wow, so-and-so happened with so-and-so today and this is what they did. And, you know, this is the mud they slung. And I let Jesus clean me up because I know that that other person is not going to be able to go back to Jesus and ask them, ask Jesus to clean them up because they're not in that in that frame of mind. They're not in that relationship with Christ. But something you said just now, and I really want to um, hone in on this a little bit, you said about our identity and our identity being in Christ and mm-hmm. knowing who we are. When we have a religious mindset, would it be fair to say it's nigh on impossible to have, to know who we are in Christ? Yeah. Yeah, because, because religion is based on performance. It's about what you do. Yeah. And so you're not, you're not praised for who you are. You're praised for what you do. Wow. And yet if we accepted who we are, we would actually, as you said earlier, we would produce more fruit. The behavior would automatically change. Would change. You don't have to work on behavior modification anymore. When you know who you are, yeah, you start operating that way. Yeah, it's not even a conscious thought of, oh, well, I need to do that different, or you know, oh, what would Jesus do? Like, not knocking that. I know yeah, that was yeah, a yeah. big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You yeah. know, but yeah. it's, but you don't even think like in those terms anymore. You're not looking at behavior. Or performance yeah you're just you 
Yeah. You just operate out of who you believe you are. Yeah, that's, wow. So you can always tell by someone's behavior who they believe they are. Believe it. Yeah. I've, I've written down here, it's, it's about having a mindset change at the heart level. Mm-hmm. Because very often we think a mindset change is up here, but it nope. is in, I mean, it's not even the, the operative heart. It is the intersection where, you know, man yeah. and uh, uh, spirit and soul cross the real heart, the real person. Um, what yeah. is it? The What's the scripture? The hidden heart of the man? Mm. What is it? What is the scripture? Um, uh, E.W. Kenyon wrote a book, uh, a book with the title. I think it's called the hidden, the hidden, the hidden heart of the man. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and it's that it's that very core, that very center of who we are, not mindset. And so we're not trying mm. to uh, um, be good, say good, do good. We literally mm. are who Christ is and Christ is good. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why Jesus said, why do you call me good? Only my father mm-hmm. is good. But once he said it is finished and he became one again with the father, everything that Christ is, I am. Mm. And so I say Ooh. to people, I am not ashamed when I say that I am the righteousness of God. And I know that people pull me up on it because I know I mean through Christ Jesus and I am not being puffed up when I'm saying it. I am saying it because I went through years, Susan, from the age of 13 when I became born again till about five years ago. I just lived in this, as you say, God, do you like me? I know your word says you love me. You know, every single time I went up to a prayer line, you know that God loves you, don't you? And I'd say, God, no, Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, no, I don't, because this has happened, that's happened, this has happened. And now I realize that I have to change my thinking about who he he is. And I have to change my thinking about who I am in him Mm. so that I don't do the performance thing. So I don't do the religious thing. That's that's, huge. Telling you. That's a huge piece, though, that you just brought out that we hadn't touched yet is changing what who we believe he is yeah right like not just us but if we're saying as he is so am i in this Mm -hmm. world right well who is he yes 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 right you've got to know who he is and i i've had so many people just blow up at me when i say things like well, anything you read about Christ in the Bible, you know, anything said of Christ can be said of you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how can you say that? <laughs> that's just what touched, his word says. You just touched their religious <laughs> button there. How dare you? <laughs> oh, God is just too good for me even to say his yeah. name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I, and it's not that I'm saying I'm equal. No. Right. There's still absolutely that reverential fear Fear, and awe and wonder. And, you know, like, yes, I am not at all saying we're equal, but he says we are one. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He says I am co-heir with him. Yeah. He says I am seated in him right now in heavenly places yes yeah right and so i'm not saying anything about me that he hasn't already said about me Ah. we've been talking about this lately homologio say what god says say what god says it's how we get our prayers answered it's how we have that relationship with christ if we understood that god wants for us even more than we want it as you say when you have those times of prayer they're not the times of God, I'm begging you to do so-and-so because it's already been Mm. done. Jesus said it is finished, but we have to accept that finished work and walk in that finished work because otherwise we're forever thinking that we are never going to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're never going to 
have our sins forgiven. And even the sins that we say, God, I'm really sorry for, we bring them up later on and then remind God of them. And um, I've paraphrased the scripture so many times, right? That I don't even know if I can quote it properly. But basically, um, God says, you know, why do you keep coming to me with your sins? This is Old Testament. And I always say to people, God says, why do you keep lamenting to him? He says, give me some sugar, you know, give me, <laughs> give, give, give me some, praise me, praise me mm. because I'm an awesome God. Praise me mm. because I've done all of these things, but you keep coming back to me and bringing your sins before me and everything that you've done wrong. And he says, if you just praise me, that's why, you know, in my, mm. where's my Bible? <laughs> One mm. of them in here. Um, <laughs> In one of my Bibles, it's behind me. In Revelation, I've gone through the book of Revelation and I have underlined everywhere where they are praising God, when the angels mm -hmm. are praising. They literally yeah. get, and the elders, they, they're on their face. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was mm -hmm. and is and is to come. And um, when I get stuck in the praise and I'm like, God, I'm saying great. I'm thankful to you, you know, for all of these things. But I'm like, what's pure praise? Pure praise is taking me out of the way and just going and acknowledging who God is. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, um, the, 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 the God seated on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Praise, praise. I'm, I'm messing it up now. Uh, do you know when you start reading different yeah. versions, right? I've gone back to reading King James because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm trying to use uh, Amplified with uh, ESV and everything. I've gone back to um, gone back to using King James now. But it's it's yeah. about saying who God is, and that's when we praise Him because mm -hmm. then we take us out of the way and we praise in purity of who He is and what He has already done. Yeah. And that to me yeah. is the is the and, and this is the other thing. One of the things that I've seen in a vision a number of times is when I've gone through problems and I have been at the feet of Jesus. It's the highest praise. Mm. It's the highest praise when we can literally get at the feet of Jesus. And I remember him putting his hand out to me one time and saying, give them all to me. And all of the things that I was worried about, he was like, yeah. give them to me. And then if I forgot something, and so-and-so, give give it to me. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. Susan, I'm really, really grateful um, that you've come on today. Mm. And uh, I just want to say to everybody, what I'm hoping is that Susan will be a, whoops, a um, more regular uh, um, host, co-host with me on the show. Hopefully, uh, if we can, every uh, once every three weeks, did we say, or did you say mm -hmm. once every yeah. three weeks? Yeah. Um, that Susan uh, will be coming on with me and us talking about the kingdom of God. And there's so much to the kingdom of God that it's difficult to dissect everything at once. But today yeah. I wanted to ask uh, uh, Susan mm. to bring her story and uh, talk about some of her adventures with Christ. And I uh, don't know what we're going to talk about next time round, but um, yeah. we, we did, my, my heart is, and I know that Susan's heart is also, just to bring the kingdom of God to people. So in other words, and so before people say, you can't bring the kingdom of God, God has to do it. Bring the, the message of the kingdom of God to people and help people to move from that religious mindset to that relationship experience, yeah. to that relationship experience where we literally can just seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Mm. Last night uh, when I went to bed or this morning, because it was quite <laughs> early this morning, and I put on um, uh, one of these um, meditation videos and when I say meditation, it was scripture, right? <laughs> and uh, and I remember the first one, I was like, oh, it was Jeremiah 29, 11. And anyway, I went to sleep with this on and it was going over different scriptures. And I am telling you, God does this all the time at that particular point when he was about to say Matthew 6, 30, Matthew 6, sorry, he didn't use say Matthew 6, 33, Matthew 6, and he read the whole lot. 
And I said, mm. God, this is not a coincidence. This is mm. not a coincidence that Matthew 6, because we, what we were going to talk about today, and I know that God is reminding me all the time, Trish, every time you get into this, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I'm just constantly reminding you, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, yeah. and all of these mm. other things will be given to you. All of these things that you're worried about, I've already, Jesus has already done them. He said it is finished. I just need you to yeah. focus on my kingdom. Mm. Mm. So see, Yeah, I mean, go on, go on. you know, everybody, I was just thinking as you were talking how, how popular John 3.16 is. And we're told that's the gospel is about salvation. Yeah. But that's not the gospel that Jesus preached. Absolutely. 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 That, absolutely. that verse happened between him and one person. Yeah. Yes. That's not the gospel he yeah. preached. Yeah. And is salvation important? Absolutely. Abs yes. But yes. it's the doorway. Yeah. And if you don't. It's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so many people stop in the door. Uh, I was just about to say that, <laughs> Susan, if I come to your house. And you open the door and I stop in the door and you're there saying, come in, come in. I'm like, no, 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 we can just talk here. Then we have a part of a conversation, but not a full. I'm not ever going to go into your living room and, you know, put my feet up or whatever and drink coffee and really have that kind of intimate conversation mm. with you. Because when I'm stood in the doorway, effectively what I'm saying, I'm ready to go. When we've done, I'm going. Hmm. I don't know. Do we want to open up that can of worms or we need to <laughs> save that for next time? <laughs> Which can of worms? Um, it depends. I'm going to have to go shortly because uh, um, I've got a guest and he's about to leave. Yeah. Um, oh. go, go for it. Why don't you Why don't you start Ooh. it off now? And we can go back there next time. We could go on because you've. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, that whole mentality of I'm ready to go. And wow. people just. Yeah. Yes. When I get to heaven, yeah. when I yeah. get to heaven, yeah. When I no, no, yeah. your he time said, is here and now. He said. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. It Absolutely. is in us today, yeah. and for us to bring heaven to earth, you can't be living for heaven. Absolutely. You're living from heaven. Amen. Amen. You're Amen. already there. Yeah. So so. Oh, that yeah. just drives me yeah. up the wall. I'm like, stop I, saying I know, I know. when I get to heaven. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I keep saying to people, the Bible says, occupy until mm. he comes. Occupy, yeah. which means that we yeah. have got work to do. Until we draw our last breath, we have got mm. work to do. And I, mm. I, when I get to heaven, I've told God this. This is why I've mm. said, you've got to strip off the religion off me, God. Because when I get to heaven, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I know I will hear it, but, you know, yeah. but it, it, it's it's like I want to feel like, yes, I'm spent. I died spent. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I did what yeah. I needed to. I did what I was called to do. And when mm -hmm. I die, I've I've sp and I know I won't be because I believe that no matter how long we live, there is always going to be more. There's always going to be more. Yeah. But I don't want to be stuck in this. You know, did I really know you, God? You know, uh, did I just get to heaven by the skin of my teeth? Mm. And, 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 and I, I need to, it's, how can I put it? I know this sounds really crazy. It's not about heaven. It's about my relationship. It's about seeing him. And that's why I say to people when they keep preaching about hell, fire and sin, what are you trying to give people fire insurance for? You know, because the minute something goes wrong, they don't mm. want to know God anymore. They're ready to, they're, 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 they're waiting until something goes wrong. And then they're like, God, I really need you to answer this prayer. If you answer this prayer, and then they answer the prayer. But it's like Moses. Moses knew the ways of God. The children of Israel knew his works. That's all yeah. I've got to say. Right. I want to yeah. know his ways, not just his works. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that. Knowing him. Yeah. Yes. Knowing him. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Mm, so, so Susan, have you got any final words um, before I? Mm. I would just love if for people watching to just put in the comments. Yeah. What do y'all want to know as we yeah. continue in this 
this journey of kingdom conversation, what are the questions that you have? And what do you want to hear us uh, dive into? Yeah. And that'll help give us some some topics to to narrow in on and, and go forward. Are you on Facebook or are you on? Are you on? I'm on YouTube. Are you on Facebook? I don't have anything pulled up. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I should have put the comments up actually. So kind of my bad, um, but it's okay. We we um so now or later whenever you see it yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> put your ideas in the yeah in yeah. the comments yeah excellent yeah okay all right well susan thank you again for your time i really appreciate this and uh yes the next time we'll have to unpack another element of the kingdom of god we could go on forever uh you know i yeah. when god first told me about the fact that he wanted um the kingdom to be the premise basis of my uh, ministry and business I didn't quite understand what he meant and it was like it was almost like that one scripture how can you take everything out of that one scripture well now I can understand why John said that if they put everything in the book about Jesus that the whole world wouldn't even be able to uh, yeah it would just be too vast that is what the kingdom of God is like and yet it's so simple really it's so simple but I think the amount of work is about getting people to detach from this uh, performance stroke religious thinking yeah 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 well i'm excited i'm excited to start co-hosting and being here with you more and yeah and just seeing where god takes us amen amen and uh, and i'll get used to this tech soon as well Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, it's been kind of all over the place today, but yes. Yeah, so, Susan, thank you so very much. And um, uh, as Susan said, if anyone has any questions, put it in the chat, and uh, we can dissect it another time. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Ciao for now.